Warning, the following podcast contains adult language and childish comedy. Listener discretion is advised. And now, please adjust your headphone volume to an unreasonable level and enjoy the most dynamic and electrifyingly entertaining podcast ever to conquer cyberspace. This is Amish Baby Machine. Hello, friends, and welcome to the most powerful podcast ever created, the Amish Baby Machine Podcast, starring me, Dags. The Amish Baby Machine Podcast is a powerful American pop culture podcast. And now across from this powerful oaken desk, we have guest host, Babs. Welcome, Babs. She is a pop culture expert. Well, thank you, Dags. Thank you for having me. It's wonderful to be here. Did you enjoy the barn? I did. Barn is awesome. Do you see all the props we have? We have Spider-Man and Je- Jesse Dow. VHS, Xbox. yes, Xbox. <laughs> We're soon to get a new Xbox. And you got Johnny uh, Depp over there with the uh, Pirates of the Caribbean lamp. Love it. Yeah, isn't that, uh, is it kitschy? Is that what the kids call it? Sure. It's schlock, kitschy schlock. I have that exact same one at home. I got it at the uh, Goodwill. Nice, I got mine as a gift. It's <laughs> cool. I got it at Hallmark. I like to go to the Goodwill and look for deals, but now they mark everything up. Because they know everyone's looking at it, and then they're going to sell it on eBay. Oh, of course. So uh, Babs Baby is a pop culture expert, powerful reporter for the Amish Baby Machine podcast. And you were at the world premiere, or the Minnesota premiere, of Super Troopers 2. Tell the flock of Amish, the kids, about that show. You want me to tell you how it started? How I got to go? You tell everything. Okay. Three years ago, they were told by the studio if they wanted to do the next movie that they had to come up with. Two million dollars of their own money. So instead of taking it, you know, doing it themselves, they went to the crowd and set up a fund on Indiegogo. And depending on how much you donated, they had special perks for the fans that donated. So I chose the one that cost one fifty. One fifty. One fifty, and uh, got to go to the premiere or the advanced screening of it when it was here in Minneapolis. And three years later, it finally happened. So this past Wednesday, got to go, got to see the movie, and we were told that at least a couple of the guys were going to be there, and it turns out all five of the Broken Lizard comedy troupe was there. That's cool. So who is in actually in the, the group? You got... The troupe. Eric Stolhansky, who's from Minnesota. You got Jay... I do not know how to pronounce his last name. It's like Charcutisar or something like that. Not going to. Well, he's not going to be working here anymore. So, Steve Lemmy, Paul Soder, and Kevin Heffernan. And all five were at the premiere Friday night. They came in before, greeted us. A couple of them did, Jay and Eric, and said that all five were going to be there after the movie to do a Q&A. And then after the Q&A, they met in the lobby, and we all got to meet them and take pictures with them. So they got there before the movie started? Yes. Two of them? Yep. 
And did they just come in in, in the auditorium and speak right in front of you guys? Yeah, or? they had a microphone. They came down in front. You could barely see them because it was so dark down in front. But we knew who they were. You recognized the voice and stuff like that. And then they said afterwards, all five of us will be here for a Q&A. And the crowd went crazy. So what did they have? Did they have posters that you guys could purchase? Or they had, I mean, how did that work for the? Well, no. they had, they had um for like, everyone that paid that did the money when we checked in they gave us a coupon for free snacks we got to redeem at the at the movie counter what is your favorite snack raisinets. the flock wants to know raisinets, raisinets really yes love raisinets and i actually bought some that night along with my free popcorn and free beverage what beverage do you enjoy i went with water that night wow. but normally it's do you like, do you like vanilla ice cream also i do <laughs> oh my god yeah i'm from minnesota oh yeah we like it's not too spicy, so we like the vanilla ice cream. <laughs> Sometimes I get the little vanilla bean on there. Briars. Remember Briars ice cream? Yes, that was good stuff. It's still good. It's still good stuff. It's very natural. <laughs> so I enjoy snow caps. Snow caps are good. Yes. I enjoy snow caps, and I, I always have to get an icy. Icies are good. I haven't had an icy at a movie in a while. Yep. So I get the snow caps, and. and I used to like stars. Do they still have those? I have not seen those. Yeah, you get the stars. This is a pro tip. You take the stars and you mix them with the popcorn. Yes, or M&M's. M&M's works too. Why don't they have a popcorn chocolate bar? I want I that. Know. Can Pearson's, that's a local uh, candy company here, can they make that for us? I think they should. Do you remember 7-Up? Yes. So 7-Up was a bar and it had seven different types of candy all in one bar. Yep. I remember that, but that's a while ago. That's a blast from the past. Yes, that's why we are the most powerful pop culture retro podcast ever created, the Amish Baby Machine Podcast. So tell us about the actual movie, Super Troopers 2. Well, it takes place where they have all been um, fired from the Spurbury police. That's how, the, you know, if you remember, the first movie ended. They were done as troopers and got jobs with the local police department. And now meow, they're fired. <laughs> now meow, they're fired. And because of an incident with Fred Savage. And Fred Savage? Yeah. He's, <laughs> they had an incident with him. With, <laughs> they they addressed it in the movie. But seriously, who hasn't had an incident with Fred Savage? That's true. That's why his last name is Savage. <laughs> and then they um, get a chance to kind of redeem themselves. They're like remapping the United States and part of Vermont is now going into Canada. So they have to kind of mingle with the mounted police up there, the you know, the Mounties and stuff, and see how it's done up there. Nails! Dudley Do-Right! <laughs> oh, those are good, eh? Yeah, they, uh, and it, oh, it was so funny. There were so many more shenanigans in this. I thought, it personally, it was funnier than the first one. A lot of tomfoolery. Yeah. It was, it was a blast. So you're going on record as saying it was actually more entertaining, more humorous. Yes. I, I, more I laughs laughed more. per minute. I laughed more in this one than I did in the first one. I'm actually going to have to go back and see it again because the theater was laughing so much, I missed some of the jokes. Yeah, that is true. Sometimes when you're in a premiere or, and everyone's all amped up, yeah. you're like, what was that? I missed it. And then, of course, these guys behind me couldn't shut their mouths either. They kept repeating everything in the movie. I almost turned around and said, would you knock it off? But I didn't. Does that bother you when people talk in the movie? Yes, very much. <laughs> see, I enjoy talking in the movie. I want to hear what's going on. I want to say, I always have to know, like, oh, there's that dude from that one movie. Who's that one? Who's that dude from? Who's, where's he from? You know, I'm always like that. I'll Google it afterwards. That's what I'll do. 
I'll go in the IMDb and see who that person is and look back and go, ah, that's where that person's from. And I also like to do Mystery Science Theater 3000, you know, where you have the comments. To me, when a movie, when it my mind starts wandering, that's when I come up with the one-liners. And I remember one time we were in the back in the good old 80s, there was a preview coming up, and it was one of those things where they're asking for money. And do you remember Yanni? Yes. Yes. He's married to, uh, who is he married to? From, it was a Linda Hamilton. It was Bo Derek's husband, John Derek, was married to her before. We got to look that up. We need a Google boy. We need a Google boy. I don't remember who Yanni was married to. Dynasty. What was her name on there? Linda. Yeah, yes. The blonde, right? Yes. Yanni was married to her. Okay. I know who you're talking about. But I, I remember they had the preview going, and I'm like, shh, Yanni's speaking. <laughs> I still remember that because everyone was talking. But being a premiere, I knew people were going to be amped up, and, and so I just didn't say anything. Premiere. Yeah, premiere. It was a lot of fun. Man, I had a lot of fun. So how many people were there, basically? I mean, it was packed? The theater was packed. Um, Eric Stolhansky had some of his family there. They had reserved seating for them, and then everyone who paid through Indiegogo had reserved seats. And then there were a few people waiting in line hoping to get in. I don't know if any of them got in or not. But it looked like that theater held at least at least 100 people. What city were you in? St. Louis Park. Okay. At the Icon Theater in St. Louis Park. Did they have it, the entire movie theater closed off or just the one auditorium? No, it was just uh, they had a table set out front to check in. And then once you got your ticket, you went to the actual ticket window to pick your seat. And then we went over to theater number five, and then we had to go through security before going in, making sure we had our phones off. And oh, they had security, really? Yeah. So they didn't want any, you know, any footage to get out on the internet. They checked your purse, made sure you didn't have any weapons, and, and really making sure they you had to show your phone that it was off. Well, what good's that going to do? Showing it going in, you can just yeah. go in the theater and turn it right back on. But security stood inside the movie the entire time, watching for anyone to turn their phone on. So it was pretty tight. That's cool. So how is, has it released yet to the general public? No, not until 420. Oh, I get it. <laughs> so I saw it almost a month in advance. Wow. That is pretty cool. And it was worth every penny? Worth every penny, especially to meet those guys. Do you think, how, how do you think it's going to do in the box office? I think it's going to do well. I really hope it does. I mean, I'd like to see them because they said if it does well, they'll make another one. So let's get out and see it. Now, the Broken Lizard, do you know the backstory, how they started? They met at Colgate University. They were all going to college there, and they formed this comedy troupe. That's funny, because I met, met you at Crest University. <laughs> true. True story. So they were in, like, improv, or? I think so. Yeah, okay. I'm pretty sure they were majoring in, like, you know, theater. or Theater. Or whatever, you know, whatever movie Whatever the heck they Movie were. Movie making stuff. Yes. And then they met and formed that group and started making movies. What was their first movie? Do you remember? We were talking about this at the movie premiere too. Shoot. Puddle Cruiser. Puddle Cruiser. I believe it was Puddle Cruiser and then Super Troopers and then Slammin Salmon. Did you see Puddle? I have not seen Puddle Cruiser or Salmon Slammin. So Slammin Salmon. you saw Super Troopers. Club Dread. Club Dread. Beer Fest. Beer Fest. And now the new Super Troopers. I think they've made a total of, what is that, six? I don't do math. Oh. <laughs> so you saw 
Out of all the ones you've seen, Seesaw, what was your favorite? Ooh, probably Super Troopers too. Beer Fest was a riot, but this one was way f- so much funnier. No, that's cool. That's cool that you, the Amish baby machine, got to get in there and see the premiere of this hilarious comedy. Now, and then got to meet him. You did, and you got a photo. I've got a photo with the five guys. And you're able to see that photo if you follow us. You do follow us, don't you? On Instagram, Amish Baby Machine. I retweeted that powerful photo. Oh, I retweeted it. It's on Twitter. I have it on Instagram, Amish Baby Machine, and Twitter. You should follow us on Twitter, at Amish B Machine. Also, go to our Facebook page, like our page, Amish Baby Machine. We are all over the internets. Also, to actually listen to this podcast, please go to iTunes, subscribe, leave a five-star review. As always, if you leave a review, five stars, you unlock the secrets to the universe. Now, you also saw another movie. Ready Player One on Ready Monday, Player One. Two days before Super Troopers. I had tickets to an advanced screening for that as well. Now, how did you score that? Out of the buggies? No, I'm sorry. I mean, how did you score the tickets? How did you get the oh, tickets? gotcha, gotcha. Um, I have a, I'm signed up on a website called advancedscreening.com. And when these advanced screenings come up, they'll send you an email and they'll either send you a link to a contest or a code. And then the code usually takes you to this website called gofobo.com. Mofo. And if you get it fast enough, you can get tickets to the advanced screening. But the only problem is you're not guaranteed seats. You have to get there hours before the movie starts or you're not going to get in. We were there. At 4.30 for a 7 o'clock movie on Monday, and we were still about 50 people deep in line. Really? Yes. So Ready Player One, I also saw the movie. What is the premise of the movie? That, I, I haven't read the book. I, haven't, I don't read. Who reads? <laughs> Who reads? But it, it's with people living in a virtual reality. So there's, a, go- so there's a young man, the star of the show, the protagonist, if you will, would you? And he lives in, what is it, like 2045 in the future? Yes. And he lives in these, they're basically... Trailers. Trailers, double wide, but they're stacked up like... Ten high at least, I'd yeah, say. Yeah, like, like skyscrapers, like mini skyscrapers. So it's like a slum he lives in. And, and every he, day he goes to escape and go into this virtual reality called Oasis. Yeah, his parents are dead. Yes, and he lives with his aunt and her dirtbag boyfriend. Yes. And he just goes every day and to escape into this uh, reality world. And the whole point of, of going into this reality world is to try to find that Easter egg. Because if he finds that Easter egg of the guy who created the Oasis, you get to inherit the Oasis. You inherit what he created because he had passed away. So he planted the Easter egg, the little secret in this, and you ought to unlock it. Yes. And the whole movie is one big 80s reference retro so it's it's weird because I, I i swear they were stealing my thought patterns because he's a big rush fan you see that rush 2112 everywhere the posters how many of the little references did you get because i wonder about kids nowadays how many they can actually pick up there were so many i'd have to go back and see it again what do you remember off the top of your head i remember seeing the halo characters because each person in the oasis gets to design their own person and i remember seeing halo my friend Nicole caught the Ninja Turtles in there. Yep, when they're battling. Yes. Um, the Iron Giant. Oh, yeah, definitely. 
The Iron Giant was one of the persons she was designing that. So um, it wasn't all 80s, but it was some, I mean, because... When did The Shining come out? Yes, Shining, yes. I don't, was that the 70s? Late you know, 70s? Let, let's look that up as you speak here. I'm going to powerfully okay. look it up here. So keep talking. We'll look it up here. The all Shining. Right. Let's see. The Shining. I, I thought it was a fantastic movie i mean you got spielberg behind the wheel yeah i remember one of the guys in there had a pin from simon do you remember the game simon we had yes. to click the colors yes 1980 was the shining so it was 80s yeah i know it's barely barely 80s it's kind of weird from 1980 going all the way to 89 because when i think of 80s and i think most people you think of the mid to the early 80s 1984 yeah exactly that's when the world peaked I mean, how many movies came out in 1984? I mean, you have The Terminator, Beverly Hills Cop. Romancing the Stone. Romancing the Stone, Buckaroo Banzai. Was it like The Breakfast Club too? And No, I don't think The Breakfast Club was 84. There were so many good movies that oh came my out God. in 1984. It was Remember incredible. you showed me that the, list. The Karate Kid, I mean. It was a crazy amount of great movies came out that the, year. They did a little, uh, talked about Buckaroo Banzai. Did you see Buckaroo Banzai? I have not. Oh, you have to see it. It's uh, Peter Weller, the RoboCop. They, ah, they RoboCop. Yep. Yeah, they had the RoboCop helmet in there, right, in this movie? I think so. Yeah. I don't think we're giving anything away. Let, let's just say the whole movie is 80s references. And the music. The music was fantastic. Yeah. What tunes do you remember? Um, what did it, it started out in the beginning. I think it was, was it Jump? By yes, Van Halen? 1984. Yeah, I think that was the first song. Oh, God, what else was there? I can't remember. Yeah. But there I were mean, just so many good 80s songs. Yeah, we'll have to check out the, the soundtrack on that. But it was, it was, so this kid goes into the, the virtual reality world. Uh, hopefully we're not uh, a spoiler alert. It's just one big giant, you know. Well, if you've read the book, you know what happens. Yeah, 80s movie. But it was it was cool. You know that as far as acting, there was no really great acting, and there was a, it was a popcorn movie. You know, you just kind of go there and just have fun. Well, that one guy that what was it Halliday, the guy who played the one who designed the Oasis, he's a good actor. I don't know if you saw him in um, that one with Tom Hanks. Bosom Buddies. No, not Bosom Buddies. <laughs> No, Joe versus the volcano. No, it was a, a nominated for an Academy Award a few years. Philadelphia. Few years ago. No, just a few years ago. Oh, it was where Tom Hanks was a lawyer and he was defending this. Um, I think it was a Russian. No, it's a Russian or German. Back at, oh, Bridge of Spies. Yes, Bridge, Bridge of Spies. Spies. He was fantastic in Bridge of Spies. That guy who played Halliday. His character was kind of like that movie in Ready Player One. Kind of a savant, like yeah, kind of just slow and. Talks yep. real, yeah, yeah. So you definitely have to, I, you have to see that movie more than once to get all the references. There's so much I missed. I'm sure there's cliff notes that go with it to just break <laughs> down every little. To explain everything, how many different characters running around in there. Did you go with a friend or who did you go with? With my friend Nicole. Did she enjoy it also? Yes, she did. Is she a much. big pop culture fan? Yeah, she likes to go to movies. She's the one. She was one of the people I went with to watch the best picture festivals. We've been doing this for four years now. So, out of five buggy wheels, what review do you give for Ready Player One? What score? Four. Four out of five buggy wheels for Ready Player One. I'm going to give it a four. Also, it was a fun movie. You know, I can't go deep into it because the acting wasn't good. I mean, it was just like a. Should have came out in the summer, though, right? You would think. But that then they have to compete with Avengers and Ant-Man. 
And Star Wars but, or the Hobbit. But watching movie. it, I mean, it was an 80s movie. So totally. You, yeah, so you think like it should have came out in summer. I understand that, you know, competing and stuff, but I think they should have dropped it in the summer. I walked out of there and went, boy, that's crazy good. Crazy good. I enjoyed You know, that Spielberg, Spielberg made the best blockbuster 80s movies. I mean, they were fun. I mean, Raiders of the Lost Ark. I mean, all of them. Yep, all the all the Indiana Jones movies and yeah, yeah, E.T. Bri- yeah, E.T. You know what? What kind of bugs me though? In E.T., he uh, CGI'd the FBI's guns out and put radios in their hands. Did you hear about what? that? I did not hear about that. Yeah, he said he regretted doing it. He should have. Yeah, I mean, you you can't go back and change. Just like when George Lucas changed Star Wars and. Added the bigger explosions and uh, all the different yeah, animals and, and yeah, creatures. And, yeah, Hans shot first and, you know, Greedo. And you can't change things. It's what you created. You can, you know, later you can make a different movie, but you can't go back and change things. No, you Because can't. you're in a, you're, back then you're in a total different mindset. I mean, if you look back, hindsight's twenty twenty, and then you're going to second guess yourself and, and everything you do, like, oh, I should have done that. I should have done this. No, leave it alone. But that Ready Player One was a fun movie, and everyone loves the 80s. That's, that's why, you know, I always say the world peaked in the 80s. This powerful podcast, we talked about the 80s. I, I feel that we inspired it. Absolutely. This power, this, God, it's powerful. Now tell everyone out there, the flock of Amish, about that, the picture thing you go to. For the past four years, um, a theater, a local theater here called Marcus Theaters, does what they call the Best Picture Festival, where over two Saturdays you watch all of the nominated movies that are up for Best Picture. This year it was nine. So the first day we saw five, and then the second Saturday we saw four. Now off the top of your head, what movies? This year was Three Billboards Outside Ebbing, Missouri, Get Out, The Phantom Thread, Call Me By Your Name, The Post, with Tom Hanks and Meryl Streep. One more thing before we talk more about those movies. Uh, thanks to my co-host here today. That would be Dags. That would be Dags. He uh, convinced me to put it on Twitter, get it more out on social media, the picture that I took of us at the Broken Lizard Trooper Troopers premiere. Trooper and Troopers. Super Troopers. Super Troopers. Super Troopers. I have, I have gotten 11 retweets, um, three by the members of Broken Lizard, Steve Lemmy, Jay, however you pronounce his last name, which is the director of it, by the way, and Eric Stohansky, the local boy. You should probably learn how to pronounce his name. I know. Because you're kind of like in the business now <laughs> that you're so chummy with these. Uh... I should have asked him. I should have asked him at the movie saying, Excuse, how do you exactly do you pronounce that last name of yours? How do you exactly pronounce it? And then it's uh, had 18,000 views. Excellent, excellent. So back to the movies. You saw five movies in one day? Yes. And then what's, I can't do math, what is that, four the next day? The next Saturday, Excellent. Yes. So you had to sit through five movies. Yes. And between each movie, they give you a half an hour, sometimes a little bit more. Get up, move around. Get something to eat. Refill your beverage. Did you wear it depends? I did not. I did use the facilities, though, after each movie, so I didn't have to get up and move. You got to get up and move, though, because you don't want to die of a blood clot either. Exactly. Actually, during Dunkirk, I went home. 
Because I had already seen Dunkirk. I went home and let the dogs out. I done went home watching Dunkirk. <laughs> I had seen it already, so I thought it was a good opportunity to go home and let my little No, out. Y- your powerful opinion out of all those films, I like to call them films because it makes me sound sophisticated. What was your favorite film? Three Billboards Outside Ebbing, Missouri. Now, what was that about? That was about a mother. Her daughter had been raped and murdered. And the share, it had like six or seven months had gone by and there were no arrests. So the mother decides to put up these three billboards that said, raped and murdered. Where are the suspects or leads? No leads. And then he, she called out the sheriff of the town, which was played by Woody Harrelson. Now, how did Woody do? He's always cool in movies. Woody was good. Was he the typical Southern deal going on or what was his character like? Well, it certainly wasn't his character from Cheers. <laughs> <laughs> he wasn't uh, Woody Boyd. Oh, how would you describe how he didn't? He, in the movie, he's you know kind of a kind of an ass, but not really. If you know what I mean. I can imagine. Yeah, he. I, I thought he did really good, but Sam Rock Sam Rockwell is the one who won the best supporting actor. He was really good. You you never seen a character that you hate more in a movie, but want him to win at the end. What do you think about Natural Born Killers? I liked him in that. That was a good movie. That was been a weird. So that was a long. weird movie, wasn't yeah. it? Yeah, it's been so long since I've seen that movie. Yeah, I need to rewatch that. But it was all like one giant acid trip. I remember Rodney Dangerfield. Oh, was Rodney. in there. That was a, a weird kind of a cool, written by Oliver Stone. Yes, okay. Oliver Stone. Yeah, Oliver Stone. That was a cool movie. I, and uh, the reporter, the Geraldo like reporter, was Iron Man. Oh, yeah, that's right. Robert Downey Jr. Yes, Robert Downey Jr. I think Robert Downey Jr.'s two, two finest roles were in Weird Science and Back to School. Bring, bringing it back to the Rodney Dangerfield. That's right. He was the roommate. Wasn't he great? He had the cigar and everything. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> yeah, and uh, Weird Science, classic. It's been so long since I've seen that one, too. What was your favorite out of all those uh, Hughes movies? They mentioned the Hughes movies in Ready Player One. That's right. Uh, probably The Breakfast Club. Classic. Who is your favorite character on The Breakfast Club? Probably Allie Sheedy's character. The emo? Yeah. <laughs> I'll never look at Snow the same way again. <laughs> when she <laughs> When she shakes her hair. So where were we at? We were talking about... The nine... The nine movies. You, so you asked me what my favorite was. Yeah, so the billboard, three billboards was your favorite out of that. And my least favorite was the Phantom Thread. And then right behind, right in front of that was The Shape of Water. Now, the, the Phantom Thread was Daniel Day-Lewis. It was supposed to be his last film, in my personal opinion. He should make another one. You didn't like the movie, but was the acting good? Was he a good actor in the yes, movie? Yes, he was a good actor in it. I, I'm glad he didn't win because I it deserved to go to um, Gary Oldman. In Darkest Hour. Gary Oldman's cool. He's never, he's so immersed in his character. He's such a method actor that you you don't even know. I mean, like Batman, he's Commissioner Gordon. He's in, I like, I mean, he's, it's so different in every movie. Fifth Element, he's in. Um, Batman. I loved Batman. him as Commissioner Gordon. You did, okay. Loved him as the commish. Professional. That's a great movie. I like that. I have not seen that one. Yep, you need to see it. You, you'll like it. It's good. I may be an expert in pop culture, but there are some movies I have not seen. Yeah, we'll edit all this out. 
The ultimate unification of pop culture and comedy. The Amish Baby Machine Podcast. So going going from film, cinema, to TV. What are you watching on oh TV? Oh my gosh, do you really want to know? This could take a while. We do. <laughs> this is a total immersion in <laughs> cinema and television boob tube. Should we start with tonight, Sunday night, I watch NCIS Los Angeles. Madam Secretary. Homeland just started back up on Showtime, and so did the show Billions on Showtime, and then they just moved Brooklyn Nine-Nine to Sunday nights. So you see the gamut from drama, comedy. If you had a pick, what do you, you normally like the comedies or the dramas? My favorite comedy is The Big Bang Theory. I watch that on Thursday nights. And then Mom. Mom is right behind it. Mom is really good. They actually, besides the comedy, they actually... You know, hit the old heart. They actually tackle tough issues. What is mom? Um, it's about it's with Allison Janey and Anna Ferris. They're both recovering alcoholics, and it's about their life right now in L in uh, AA and how they live together and help the other ones in LA or in LA AA. So is it comedy? Is it drama? What it's is a it? comedy. It is, but, but, also but you said it. Also, yeah. It hits the hard issues, you know, because in one episode they had a girl oh, fall off the wagon and OD. And then, of course, you know, after the show's over, if you know of anybody, you know, get them help and stuff like that. New television shows. We both watched Roseanne, the reboot. Yep. I watched that the night it came out on Tuesday, last Tuesday. No, the night, they didn't think, they thought it was, what do you think? They thought it was going to be big, but not as big as it, it turned out to be. Would it draw like 18 million viewers? I, I think saw? 18. And then after. You know, TiVo's and re- re- recording it, it was up 20-some million. Yeah, I, I figured it'd have a big return. You, fi- you know, they were, you know, they were talking how both you know, the family was going to be, one half was going to be Trump, the other half was going to be Hillary. I'd heard that from the beginning, that that's how the first episode was going to go, and they pretty much did. What did you think about it? I thought it was funny. I enjoyed it. Now, did it seem the same to you as the old? Did you watch the old show a lot? Yes. Who were your favorite characters in that? Did you like Roseanne or did you like more John Goodman? Or I liked Roseanne. Oh, and then, of course, I liked Sarah Gilbert's boyfriend. Or was he a boyfriend or was he a friend? So you liked it. I, I, it reminded me exactly of the old show. Which is what it should. You know, just 20 years. How many? 20 years yeah, later? Yeah, it was 20 years. But it's kind of cool that they had they have the divisions. And they... And it's also Roseanne Barra's real, in real life, she's a Trump supporter. Yes. So that was kind of cool, too. Seeing it was almost like when she's talking as a character, that's her really saying that. And it looks like she she looks good. I don't know if she's had any work done, maybe up by her eyes, but I thought she looked good. She's had some work done, but yeah. (laughs) But it's kind of weird how they all aged, like the kid, the youngest kid. DJ? Yeah, DJ. But then they didn't bring back the fourth kid. They said he was off on some fishing boat. Was that what they said? Yeah. I had to refresh that and look it up real quick. Because they said that she had four kids. I'm like, four kids? They didn't bring him back. And then she referenced him by saying he was out, you know, when they were saying their prayers. They're like, pray for our son who's out on that fishing boat. (laughs) (laughs) And apparently don't have cell service out there. Now you think you you wonder like with the success of this show Roseanne, what other shows are going to bring back or try to bring back? Well, they already have. Will and Grace is back. 
Yep, Will and Grace. And it's already been renewed for another season. Wow. Roseanne just got renewed too. Already after yes, the first episode. It did. Wow. Well, there's yeah, yeah, already yeah, because they saw the dollar signs. Oh yeah. And I watch Will and Grace. I've watched that from since the beginning. Steve Stephen Bochco died, passed away. Yes, uh, NYPD Blue creator Stephen Bacho. He also did L.A. Law and Hill Street Blues. Two other 80s. Cop Rock. Cop Rock. I don't remember that one because it didn't do very well. Oh, it's fantastic. Like Bay City Blues. Did he do Beverly Hill Bunce too? That was the character off of, uh, the detective off of um, Hill Street Blues. Yeah, I think so. I I remember reading something about that. Beverly Hill Bunce, yeah. There was a lot of shows back then. I didn't really get into the cop. the cop shows, the 80s ones. I mean, I watched them, but they weren't, I think probably the comedies were more my shtick, my thing, my deal. Yeah, I don't remember watching very many dramas back then. I always watched the comedies. Uh, Notre Dame wins the no- national Notre title. Notre Dame. Notre Dame wins the national title on a last second shot. And that, a, and that was in ice curling? That would be basketball. Oh, hoops. I think it, believe it's the women's basketball. Really? Yes. They beat Mississippi. Yep, definitely the ladies. Mississippi. And it's their first championship in 17 years. Wow. Yeah. Women's hoops. Women's hoops. The time had 0.1 seconds left on the board. (laughs) Exactly. Ooh, look, the selfie craze gets its own museum in California. The museum. Of selfies. Isn't that crazy? It's crazy to me. Kim Kardashian, I would, she would probably have an old, a huge... Didn't she make a selfie uh, book, like a coffee table book? I don't pay attention to those Well, maybe you should. Maybe you should. And I tried to click on the ad, and it, like, uh, my uh, phone went crazy. Doesn't want me to look at the oh, selfie clickbait. craze. Doesn't want me to look at the selfie museum story. Oh, my God. You had the black screen of death. Yep. Deadly scorpion sighting on English Street turns out to be child's toy. Oh, goodness. A deadly-looking scorpion that forced residents to cordon off a street in residential part of English Town for hours last Thursday turned out to be nothing but a child's toy. You know, it's kind of a slow news day when they uh, <laughs> actually do re- a <laughs> story about a scorpion. <laughs> Um, let's see. Uber driver takes the stairs, blames apps navigation. Oh, there's a picture here. This Uber driver is going down the stairs in San Francisco after claiming the navigation system in the ride-sharing app instructed him to go down the stairs. An Uber driver in California ended up on the stairs today on Sunday after claiming the navigation system in the ride-sharing app told him to. The driver only identified as Fred. <laughs> It wasn't Fred Rogers, was he? Oh, God, rest his soul. He was reportedly driving two passengers through San Francisco on his way to pick up a third when he made the wrong turn just before 1.30 p.m. Fred, who's reportedly been driving with the company for less than a year, told the news outlet that Uber's navigation instructed him to go down the stairs outside a pedestrian sidewalk near a Safeway supermarket. And then a tow truck attempted to remove their white Camry from the stairs around 3 p.m., but the cable connecting the car to the tow truck snapped, leaving the car to slide forward into a city trash can, pushing out off its bolts. 
No one was injured in the incident, and it wasn't immediately clear whether the driver could be cited. Things are going bad to worse there, right? <laughs> uh, you'll be happy to know this, uh, Dags. Um, Arnold Schwarzenegger is stable and awake after his heart surgery. He's doing all right? Yeah. So he had his valve replaced, and then they... Yeah, apparently he had it done like 15 years ago and or something like that, and they said it wasn't going to last forever, but I guess he it lasted longer than they thought it would. But now they had to replace that. We are glad Arnold is on the mend. His heart is stronger. Kind of like the Grinch. Didn't the Grinch's heart get really big and it burst out of its container? Absolutely. Was it three sizes too big? or what? Man with service goat kicked off bus forced to walk home. Okay. A man and his goat. There's nothing more beautiful than a man and his goat. A man and his goat tried to catch a bus, but their trip home was brought to a screeching halt. Eric Brown attempted to catch a bus around 8 p.m. Sunday in Detroit, but the driver said it would was a no-go when he spotted Brown's service goat. The service goat's name is Deer, climbing aboard with them. I get on a bus, and the driver was like, what are you doing here? You can't have a goat on the bus. I take this goat everywhere. I go because he's my service animal. Fellow riders caught the exchange on their phones, and some can be heard complaining about the delay, many just wanting to go home. I was also trying to get home as well, said Brown, who can be heard telling the driver he has paperwork showing Deer is a service animal. Brown told the news station Deer has helped him since he suffered a traumatic brain injury as a child, saying sometimes it makes it easier for me to communicate. The paperwork he was uh, referred to in the video, blah, 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 his arrange, uh, specifically refers to living arrangements for deer. The Detroit Department of Transportation told Fox 2 it is following the guidelines set by the state, which separates a service animal from a therapy or support animal. And the bottom line is he, him and deer had to walk four miles home. That's kind of sad. Well, if you had a service animal, what would yours be? Ooh. Should I should I go for the peacock where the was American Airlines wouldn't let the peacock on the plane? Well, you do like NBC, yeah. I do like NBC. A peacock. I would have a dolphin. Ooh, I do love dolphins. Yeah. But then you'd have to travel with a giant tank. Which would be hard to do. Yes. You can't bring all that water on an airplane. Well, no, I would dra- I would travel with a tank, like an actual military tank oh, like an abrams <laughs> and it would fill it full of water salt water for the dolphin yes it needs to be salt water did you see that there says that keanu reeves and alex winter piano reeves yes are closer than ever to making a third bill and ted movie i like to call him canoe reeves canoe reeves i like that called bill and ted face the music you know i'm not exactly sure, but I'm guessing that was from the 80s too, right? I believe exactly, so. Exactly. Exactly the first one. I'm telling least. you, because everyone loves the 80s because of this podcast. We injected the just the memories, the love, the power of the 80s. And that's why the flock of Amish enjoy this show too. Speaking of Canoe Reeves, you ever seen him uh, sh- uh, train at those shooting that shooting range? I did. I saw the YouTube video. Of, is, he's um, crazy good. Oh, he is. It's insane how good he is. I'm impressed. I watched, the first time I saw it, I was just watching videos and I'm like, God, this guy's pretty good shooting. And then I look and I'm like, oh my God, it's Canoe Reeves. You know who else is really good? 
Tom Cruise. Really? Yes, I watched Tom. My one of my favorite Tom Cruise movies is Collateral. Well, that's a good one. I have to admit. And he he goes through the the shooting sequences in there. I mean, it's fantastic. I mean, he does his own stunts too. Oh yeah, he. uh, Speaking of new movies, uh, I'm excited for Mission Impossible. Mission Impossible. Those are. I do like those movies, even though Tom Cruise is a little little weird for me. Yeah, but, but here's the deal. Every actor is weird. I mean, they're all goofy, <laughs> especially especially the method actors. Yeah. Like, those are people you don't even want to hang around with because they're so, you know, they're, they're basically, they just get into their characters, so they're, I mean, they're weird, yeah. lack of a better word. But I give but, him props for doing his. But Tom Cruise, I mean, every, I just, I like Tom Cruise. I like him. Even if he's not a good actor, he's just. He's a character, Tom Cruise. He's like Al Pacino. I like Tom Cruise. I'm looking forward to it. And you're talking about his stunts. He actually broke his leg, his yes, ankle. I heard and, that. And they, they kept the scene, too. It's like he's jumping, you know, from roof to roof. And it, they sh- he showed he was on a talk show, and he, he showed the footage where it's, it snapped. Ooh, ouch. Yeah. Because what was it, number four, he actually was on top of that tallest building was that in dubai or was it those twin towers in kuala lumpur wherever they were he went up there and i guess he wrote um surrey and um what's his ex-wife's name uh katie alexa alexa katie's name on the top he's crazy but i love it i i love tom cruise i love his movies and (laughs) once again the 80s top gun (laughs) we want top gun too Oh, that'd be cool. Yeah, and I can't bring back Goose though. Yeah, and Val Kilmer uh, reportedly has been sick. I hope he gets better because I mean the Iceman. Yeah, Iceman. He's looking pretty rough lately, but you know. Yeah, well, he's been sick, and I, you know, I hope he gets better. Thought he was doing okay. Yeah, I've heard two different things. You know, our powerful Amish baby machine uh, sources have said two different things. You know, we we hope for the best. I mean, he's awesome. I mean. Doc Holliday in Tombstone. Best role of his ever. How did he not get an Academy Award? That's ridiculous. He should have won, been nominated and won. Tombstone is one of those movies that just came out, for me, it came out of nowhere. I, I don't even remember really being hyped up much. I just saw it and I'm like, holy cow. I mean, I can't think of it. You know, all the great actors in there. Yes. You got anything? I was looking on Val Kilmer's uh, Facebook page. To see if he put anything out there of how he was doing, because he has in the past. Well, I heard he was—he's friends with Michael Douglas, and Michael Douglas had similar cancer. It was something to do with the throat, right? Yeah, I—I I, yeah. Babs is showing a picture of him with a court jester hat on. Yeah, we hope we hope he's doing better because I, I, we love Val Kilmer. I love him in Heat. Oh yes, Heat. But like I said, my favorite. Talk about talk about shooting. I saw the behind the scenes on the shooting on Heat. Really? Oh my God, they were all running through the paces. That has the, probably the best shootout ever. The bank bank robbery. Yes. And just the music that you know, the building, the tension, and and they they rob the bank and they come out and Val Kilmer. They're all smiling because they pulled it off, and all of a sudden you see Val Kilmer turn around and just start shooting. And oh, and that just totally reminds us of PUBG. PUBG, our latest craze for the Xbox game. Yep, me and Babs and the crew, the squad are playing PUBG, which is we play. It's on all platforms. We played on the Xbox One. 
you know, a Patreon, we have a Patreon page, patreon.com, where you can make a donation to support this powerful show. You should go there. You can leave anything from one to a $1 million donation, but we should have a deal where if you leave, we got to figure out the details, but you'll get to play with us on Xbox. Wouldn't there that be you fantastic? Go. That'd be awesome. I mean, we have gotten the winner, winner chicken dinner a few times. So what it is, it's a game. It's a hundred people on a C-130 cargo ship and it flies over this abandoned island, drops out a hundred people on parachutes. They land. You have nothing but your bare fists and you have to run around and, and sca- weapons. scavenge weapons. Armor. Yeah, body, yeah, body armor, uh, helmets, weapons. And then you finally, there's a circle, this like energy storm that slowly constricts and forces you into this final circle where you have to battle it out for the winner. For the winner. The official name is Player Unknown's Battlegrounds. Fantastic game. And the final, if you win, it's, it's it just says winner, winner, chicken dinner. Just uh, for the, I've been playing for a long time now. Got two this week. Wow. Yep. Two chicken dinners. Two chicken dinners. And I would have had another chicken dinner, but I accidentally exited out of the game and said it, there's, you can spectate. So if, you, if you're taken out and your team, some of your team is still playing, you can watch in a spectating mode, but I somehow backed out. And because I was dead and I continued to spectate, I got credit for winner, winner, chicken dinner. And the game is still in the development. It's kind of like in a beta phase where it still glitches and... And Babs has great stories of me glitching driving the car. You have vehicles in this anyway. So tell them about us driving in the vehicle. <laughs> I laugh every time I watch that video. Because you can tell right in the video because my Xbox takes clips of, of good uh, action scenes or killing scenes sure, in the game. Yeah. And when you were driving along, you can hear us get shot at. And then all of a sudden you can know when you glitched because you can hit the pedal in the car is to the metal. It's as fast as it can go. And we're going and we're going and we're going and we're not moving. We're just going in a straight line. And we had Pasty Adam in the car with us. Pasty Adam, contributor to the Amish Baby Machine podcast, was our original Google boy. We just haven't been able to get our schedules synchronized. And in the video you see when, when Dags tells us that he just glitched out, when we were about to drive outside the circle where you can die faster with this blue zone, he, uh, he, Adam jumps out, I jump out, and of course I jumped out outside the circle, so I died immediately, went into the slowly dying mode, and I'm crawling around on the ground, and I look up and I look over, and all I see is Amish baby machines symbol driving off into the sunset. I just, yeah, vio con Dios, I'm just driving off into the sunset. <laughs> Never to be heard of again. It's just funny to see a symbol just slowly. Because <laughs> there's nothing he can do about it. So, Babs, did you have a good time tonight on the Amish Baby Machine oh, Podcast? I had an absolute blast. I would love to come back. Yep. We hope you guys had a good time tonight listening to the Amish Baby Machine Podcast. We just ask one thing. Please tell a friend about this powerful podcast. Share it on Facebook, Instagram, however you tell the kids on the internets. And until next time, you've just enjoyed the Amish Baby Machine Podcast. We hope you enjoyed this episode of the Amish Baby Machine Podcast. The Amish Baby Machine Podcast is available on iTunes and on the Stitcher radio app available for iPhone, iPad, Android, and Kindle Fire. Please follow us on Twitter at Amish Bee Machine and visit our webpage 
www.amishbabymachine.com. Thank you for listening. This has been an Amish Baby Machine production, all rights reserved.